welcome to episode seven of the Soul Brew Podcast. And today's podcast is entitled, Do You Even Stoic, Bruh? <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's going to take a while to explain, <laughs> explain that title, but it is about Stoicism, which uh, Aidan will describe in a moment. But before that, I shall explain what coffee we're drinking. So we are in different locations. So I'm drinking a cloud picker coffee, uh, which is a lovely roaster from Dublin. Um, and myself and Aidan will be big fans of theirs um, often getting their stuff sent home. So that's what I'm having today and it's quite delicious. Yeah, you can check them out on social media, which we're not on this week actually. But um, so I'm not drinking coffee at the moment. Um, but we do drink Cloud Picker quite a bit. They've got a great coffee shop on Pier Street as well, and they do fantastic food. Um, so there's an overlap in our uh, podcast, and at the minute we're doing like a, a little social media ban for the week. Uh, we're off it. We're off it now a couple of days, and so far so good. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah, so <laughs> if you've seen this episode posted on social media, that would be my little brother that took over our social media pages there. So I don't know what he posted. I don't know what he said. Uh, I don't know if he did. <laughs> if he slid into your DMs, it's not Stephen and it's not Aiden. <laughs> it's Stephen's little brother. If he's double tapping photos, it's it's not a, I'm I'm interested in what the explorer feed is going to look like <laughs> when we return. When we go back on. Also, he he actually pointed out um, when we we're chatting about the podcast that he wasn't happy that I kept referring to him in a few episodes as my little brother, and I didn't use his name. Um, but I'm going to continue doing that. Sorry, little brother. <laughs> you can find him at little brother Doke on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, right, so I think we're going to talk more about the social media thing on the next podcast because by then we'll have our week finished. Mm-hmm. And we're going to chat a little bit more about stoicism and me and Stephen and quite a good few other of our friends actually have this book. And the book is not about stoicism as such as much as it is about a daily quote that these guys from 300 BC um wrote and there's an explanation afterwards and it's not like um it's not like uh hey you're fantastic go have a great day you're amazing it's more like it's more like uh how to trust your reason choice they call it and you know how you have um control over your thoughts about things and it's not the things itself so i'm going to read out a little passage here of what they've described what stoicism is and it's a school of philosophy founded in Athens by Zeno of Sidon in the early 3rd century BC. Its name is derived from the Greek stoa, meaning porch, because that's where Zeno's first taught his students. The philosophy asserts that virtue, meaning chiefly the four cardinal virtues of self-control, courage, justice and wisdom, is happiness. And it is our perceptions of things rather than the things themselves that cause most of our trouble. Stoicism teaches teaches that we can't control or rely on anything 
outside what a pict is called our reasoned choice, which is our ability to use reason to choose how we categorize, respond, and reorientate ourselves to the external events. That is some mouthful. So in layman's terms, is Stoicism is philosophy based at creating a philosophical look on life. So it's a sort of hands-on approach. The book that we use is like a hands-on approach to help you live a better life. So it's about... And it's not fluffy. Like it's it's not a fluffy book. And in my opinion, it's it's really... And to be honest, some of the ones I read some days, I'm like, I don't even want to do that because that sounds way too difficult. And mm-hmm. like, I want to be woefully blind to some of them. So it's, if you're listening to us and you're thinking, them boys are away with the fairies reading these books... It's not a fluffy book. It's a little book that you pick up each morning. There's a little bit of wisdom in it. And it is serious wisdom. And then I just go about my day. And I mean, if I remember it, I remember it. Some pieces I do, some pieces I don't. Yeah. And sometimes they're a bit heavier than others. And sometimes it really... Sometimes they're not great. You're right. There is 365 of them. So, I mean, I can give a bit of the... 366, sorry. You can't have uh, 366. Yeah, so when, so Zayden had introduced me to the book a couple of years ago, and actually during the original lockdown back in the day, um, I was living with two ladies, and we used to read the Daily Stoic. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen is actually a pimp, also, as well as a bricklayer, a surf instructor, and a research Masters. (laughs) Masters. <laughs> well, you got to see, you got to figure these things out, what you're best at. Um, but we used to read it in the morning. Uh, so basically, we were struggling a bit with getting a bit of structure in our day because there was literally a two kilometer radius. And so nobody's leaving their house, nobody's going anywhere. And we're struggling for structure. So our structure in the morning was we'd wake up and have our morning coffee, read the Daily Stoic. And it always, and ended up in having a great conversation. So we will read a couple um, from them. We don't want to have a podcast of us reading. <laughs> Anybody finds that. That's hard to send, John. <clears throat> um, but I think it's class, and I think like most of the quotes in it are from ancient sort of Roman emperors and uh, philosophers and, all that and just like guys who devoted their lives to thinking about life, basically, and trying to get it down and contextualize it. Mm. And when I read it first, a lot of the quotes were from Marcus Aurelius. And I kept thinking I heard that name before. And then I realized it's from the movie Gladiator. Oh, Marcus yeah. Aurelius was the emperor at the beginning. So I was, it took me ages to figure that out. So if that name's familiar and you like the movie Gladiator, you'll probably like Stoicism. Probably like Stoicism. Yeah. So... Well, probably do is we read today's one because it's actually quite a read. Just so happens to be July twelfth this morning, Monday, July twelfth, and we're recording this episode, and it's really, really good one. Um, I'll read it out. If it's even tell us, aye, it is lovely. <laughs> a lovely wee thing. Okay, go for it. And it's actually from Marcus Aurelius, which means big man. So. It's called Some Simple Rules, and the quote is, in your actions, don't procrastinate. 
In your conversations, don't confuse. In your thoughts, don't wander. In your soul, don't be passive or aggressive. And in your life, don't be all about business. There you go. And uh, sort of, it gives a brief description then on each sort of one, but it basically is all about if you live by these rules and make it your duty to put them into practice, you know, not just today, but every day, um, with the first item on your to-do list, with the first conversation you have with your soul, and of course, with the life you make for yourself, it could lead to a happy and fulfilled life. So, Aiden, the what thing do you I think? take the thing I take about that is, and I know you're not uh, his his biggest fan, but uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, who has mm-hmm. a book that I also really like. But one of the rules that I really enjoyed was tell the truth or at least don't lie. And mm-hmm. that's the same in your conversations. Don't confuse. So, yeah, like just straight. Be straight with someone and cut out the shit. Cut out the the trying to read between the lines crap, which drives me mm. off the wall. And I think, like you just to have a good conversation, you have to be straight because you can't have a conversation. In my opinion, anyway, at least in my experience, you can't have a good conversation with someone who you know is not telling you the truth, or is bending the truth, or is not telling you everything. You can't make progress, especially if you're working on a problem or if you're trying to achieve something together. So that line, like in your conversations, don't confuse. Mm-hmm. Keep it straight. Have a straight conversation with someone and you'll get it sorted. I, I think you'll get it sorted. And your thoughts don't wander. I'm I'm guilty of that, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also in your soul, don't be passive or aggressive. Like sometimes I do retreat when I'm not like if I'm in an argument or something. Mm. And then your life don't be all about business. Definitely gotta have some playtime. What's playtime to you in? Playtime to me, Stephen Doke, is being in the sea or being in the water. It's actually like I know it sounds weird, going to the gym. Um, it's meeting people for coffee, it's going for a pint, it's going for food. That's that's life all not about business for me. And they're the thing they're the little things that that I actually I think I really value. As well as obviously having like the financial support of having a job or being about business or doing your work or whatever. But like <clears throat> those things that I mentioned are are what's fun for me. Um and that's, yeah, I'm not going to say what I don't like doing or whatever, but yeah, that's, that's like a business for me. You're dead, right? And then just the other one that you, you didn't mention there was in your action, don't procrastinate. Oh, yeah. So I know I'm super guilty of procrastinating. And in fact, we're off social media at the minute, the two of us. And I'm doing less procrastinating because of social media, being, not being on social media. Yeah. Big time. So sometimes, and I can't realize that, you just sit down and you're like, oh, I'll just check this message or whatever. And because I'm not on social media now, that, that's that's not gone. It's still definitely procrastinating. It's definitely stairwalls walls sometimes. Definitely, yeah. I, I actually, now that you say it, I'm off similar. It's made me start doing stuff that I've been putting off or 
um, things that have not even been putting off, but like just doing things that I wouldn't do because I probably would have been on my phone instead. Mm. Awesome. So, like, so that's an example of now today's one is a good one for at least me and Stephen think is a good one. Some days they're not so good. Mm -hmm. um, but they're, they're, if you're looking for a conversation starter or something mm -hmm. during the day, they're a great one because that's an opinion then. Exactly. Whether you agree or not, it gets you thinking. And that's what I love about this is, and especially during the lockdown when uh, me and my two mates were living together and it was a starting point of a conversation. Some of us, yeah. Sometimes we all agreed, sometimes we all disagreed with it. Sometimes one agreed and two others didn't or whatever, but it was always just such a class conversation. Whether, really whether yeah, whether you agree or, or disagree, it's, it's always a good conversation. Well, not always, yeah. like, you know, it, it can definitely spark a good conversation. Um, the book was given to me by a mutual friend, Gavin Meenan. He gave it to me actually when I was starting chemotherapy and hadn't opened it for a couple of days. I hadn't opened it at all actually because I thought it was um I thought it was a book that you had to read and I was like not in the mood to read until he, he he's like, Did you open that book yet? And I was like, No, I haven't. He's like, start that book today. And I was like, I'm not in the mood to read a book. He's like, You just read it every day. And the day I opened it was November the twenty fifth. And the I'm not it's a bit of a longer one than Stephen, so I'm not gonna read read all of it, but the title of the page is funny how that works out. And the quote is, as for me, I would choose being sick over living in luxury for being sick only harms the body, whereas luxury destroys both the body and the soul, causing weakness and incapacity in the body and lack of control and cowardness in the soul. What's more, luxury breeds injustice because it also breeds greediness. Now, some of these are very long and very confusing like even reading that to me is like i don't understand what that means but they give you a, an explanation below it and the explanation kind of says like you hear stories all the time about lottery winners who come into a large lump of money and within years they've blown it or they've like bought their yachts and bought their mansions and they've no money left they're probably in worse financial shape than they were before they even won the lottery and they've lost friends, maybe they lost their partners. And so they're just talking about how luxury and things like that can destroy us. And he finishes off the he finishes off the explanation with and yet most common response from a cancer survivor, the person who went through the thing we all dread and fear, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Funny how that works out, isn't it? Now that's the first one I'd read on like one of the days that I'd been in the hospital starting chemo and it was a very reassuring quote to get whether I believe it or not is another thing but I do believe that luxury can destroy people and I believe that sickness as we've seen with COVID-19 as well can definitely teach us a lot and there's a lot to be taken from it. Yeah. And when you read that, you were on your own, obviously, or did you have a conversation then with them? Oh, probably had a conversation, but I can't remember, actually. But I definitely talked about it um, afterwards. Like, I talked to it, to it about people afterwards because it was just so significant that that's the day that I opened the book, even though the book was sitting beside my locker for a couple of days and I never touched it. Um, 
and like anyone that's sick or even anyone that's been through COVID, even actually us all, COVID has, I think, shown us what's important, what's not important, at least for me it has, and what we value and maybe what we don't value. And and I think sickness does that because again, like sickness soon cuts the shit out as well. Like it's very straight and, you know, it's like that funny thing, like it's either a wedding or a funeral that brings people together again, like, which is the sad part. Um, so for me, it definitely taught me a lot about what was important to me. And also I stopped a lot of the shit that wasn't important to me and cut out people who, it cut out sounds harsh, like, but just, just kind of like tidied up my life a wee bit, I guess. Yeah, I think that's, and that's happened me a few times where I've read, I might've not read it for a week or two. And then the day that I pick it up again, you know, I probably didn't read it for a week or two because I was busy or whatever. And then you pick it up and it, whatever you read, it almost always seems to hit the nail on the head at that time. I don't know what it is about this book. It's happened so many times where it's just like, ah, and it just stops you, settles you down a bit. And I mean, <clears throat> I read it, try read it every day and try really take it in because I think mindset, having a good mindset is something that has to be worked on all the time. Like I work on it every day. Yeah. And even though I've read the quotes before, because I've had it now for two years or so. Yeah. Like I'm for a second time, but it's still really good to remind yourself of all those things like that there. How and you can work out. forget about them because sometimes you read them very passively. Like sometimes like I'm definitely guilty of picking up and reading it because I should read the book and I'm not taking it in. I'm more like ticking off a thing on my list mm. and I'm guilty of that. And like, if someone asked me what was today's stoke, I'm like, oh, I actually don't know. So it is, it is, you have to give this book, I think it's okay if you leave it for a week or two weeks or whatever, like, cause the book is always there. You just leave it on your breakfast table or whatever and pick it up and goes, the book doesn't take the huff with you. But I think you need to work on it quite a lot if you want to get anything out of it it's not like which don't do what i just do what i told you what i do is like read it passively and out the door and not think about it because it doesn't work then you know it's like read it ponder it say it to a friend definitely throwing it to, throwing it to someone definitely resonates more because you remember more i guess of the conversation than you do of the quote yeah well yeah, everyone's different too because I know some people sort of learn or grow better by, you know, reading it themselves and thinking a lot about themselves. And something I've learned recently about myself is I think a sort of peer-to-peer learning technique works best for me. So I think I learn better when I have a conversation about something, not just this, but anything. So if I read this on my own and think about it for a minute, I might learn something, but yeah. I feel like, you know, if if I sat here and opened it with you in and read it and discussed it, there's probably a higher probability for me to remember that and bring that forward into other days, you know what I mean? Yeah, I learn better by teaching. So if I learn something new or if I'm reading something new, I try and tell someone or teach someone what I've learned because it 
it shows me how much I don't know of something. It shows me the loopholes. So I go back mm-hmm. there and again, or, you know, if you show me, Stephen, how to, uh, give me an example, like how, how to research, because mm-hmm. I have no idea how to research. The, first, the best thing for me is to go and teach somebody else how to research. And then when I get stuck at a certain point, I know where my learning stops and, and I go back to you and, and learn again. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a challenge for you now, Stephen. I want you to flick through the book and stop on a certain page. This will probably be the last quote that we'll go for. And let's discuss it. Let's start a conversation. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's start the conversation. So I'll do a little, you can watch me here on screen. And okay, I'll tell you when to stop, right? Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to flick through the book here because obviously nobody can see this. And Aiden's on time to stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you like April 2nd or April 3rd? Second, the best. Okay. Um, so it's actually quite a short one. It's called Be Wary of What You Let In. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drama, combat, terror, numbness, and subservience. Every day, these things wipe out your sacred principles. Whenever your mind entertains them uncritically or lets them slip in. That's the quote yeah. from our friend Marcus Aurelius from Gladiator. And I'll, I'll kind of read the description a little bit. Hopefully this is easy to follow. So it's quite a brief explanation, but how much harder is it to do the right thing when you're surrounded by people with low standards? How much harder is it to be positive and empathetic inside the negativity bubble how much harder is it to focus on your own issues when you're distracted with other people's drama and conflict well inevitably we'll inevitably be exposed to these influences at some point no matter how much we try to avoid them but when we are there's nothing that says we have to allow these influences to penetrate our minds we have the ability to put our guard up and decide what we actually allow in Uninvited guests might arrive at your home, but you don't have to ask them to stay for dinner. Just like you don't have to let them into your mind. If I, knocked, that? I knocked, if I knocked on your door, would you let me in for dinner? Um, it's going to be vegan dinner, so is that all right? I know you love your meat. See, this, this is one of the ones now that I was trying to explain earlier is if you were, if you were to read that and take all that in, you've like that's a lot of work that you need to do because you can't just decide today I'm not letting anything affect affect me. Like nobody's drama is going to affect me or you know if there's a terror attack it's not going to affect me or mm. you know that's a very like that's just not something that you can decide at least like like that's resilience that needs to be built up. Mm-hmm. So if you were to take that one page only you wouldn't be able to read April 3rd, April 4th, April 5th, April 6th, because you'd be so busy trying to do what they tell you to do on April 2nd. Now, as you said earlier as well, if it was very relevant, like if you were having a week where like shit's going on and it's affecting you and you're letting it all in, then that would be sort of the week where I probably wouldn't read the pages after that. I would just focus on that one page. 
and try and keep doing what that page is telling me to do. Would you agree with that? I would, yeah. And I'd also add to that that it's it's not necessarily telling you what to do, I don't think. I think it's asking you to think about what's going on in your life. So it's saying about how much harder it is to be positive in a negativity bubble. So that's basically, you know, if you're caught in a group of friends that are quite negative or are influencing you in that way, or if you're spending a lot of time on social media or television and that's getting, watching TV and that's getting you down, it's about realizing that. So I don't think it's about cutting things. It's about taking a step back outside your mind almost and looking at things from a whole point of view. That makes sense. And then deciding what, what you're going to give your attention to and what you're not going to give your attention to. Yeah, it's about being careful of what you let in. So if, if you're spending time with, I don't know, whoever. Well, it's like, it's like on, it's again, like on the social media example, it's like who you follow because we, uh, we, I talked about the fitness industry and how it triggered me all the time, mm. the lies and stuff that was in it. And I got sucked into it, you know, I let it in because it, it bothered the hell out of me. Um, and I wasn't like strong enough to like start on following these people or, you know, uh, yeah. allowing it in. So that's a definitely good example of what I was letting in and I shouldn't have been letting it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was nothing that I could do, but it's like, it's like watching the news and stuff, especially like, I don't know, like if ignorance is bliss, but a lot of the stuff that happens on the news is not positive. And also a lot of stuff that doesn't happen that happens on the news, you can't really do a lot about it. Correct. I read an article from Mark Manson, who's the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, about news and about its effect, effect on him and the effect that he thinks it has on others. When I read that article, I stopped watching the news, so I haven't really watched the news. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I'm not living under uh, a <laughs> but I control it by, I have one app, I have the Irish Times, this is my only news app. I'll open it up, not even every day, maybe every second, third, fourth day, I have a time limit of five minutes, and if I look through for the important things, like obviously the COVID restrictions and you know what's changing and stuff, it's important for many reasons, and maybe a couple of other things, and that's that's kind of it. The rest you end up finding out from people anyway. Yeah, if it's important enough, you'll find out from people. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It's actually it's much nicer than watching you. I am not a fan of news at all. Is it? Though, like, like I, I'm off similar mindset to you, but I remember someone challenged me on that before, and they called me ignorant. Right. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. Is it ignorance that you don't know what's going on in the world around you, or even in your locality, or like, is it just a point? Because some people say, "Oh, it's important to know what's going on," and I agree with that. But is it just important to know what's going on so that you can have a conversation about it when somebody else says it to you? Or is it 
important to know because you're going to do something about it or what is the importance of knowing news well luckily the person that called you ignorant is actually going to join the conversation so if you come on in there let's <laughs> 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 their side of the story um it's, obviously it's very hard to, to have that conversation without seeing their point of view but if they're calling you ignorant because they want to have a chat about it then i mean to me they're wrong if they they said i was ignorant that i was living in a bubble but i was like if something's happening over in like way over outside of my realm and i can't do anything about it like i'm not going to do anything about it or yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if that person does anything productive with the news that they're taking in or yeah. do they just like so this title is be wary of what you let in do they watch the news and let that in and let that affect their day negatively and yeah. do nothing productive or uh, yeah productive about that then then what good is the news but then i guess like to get, to get more stoic is the news meant to be good anyway you know it's not meant is it meant to be a good thing so mm. I don't I know. know. And the, I feel this feels very much like the happiness conversation again. I don't think there's an answer here, but No, I, there's not. I personally don't get too sucked in by the news. Um a lot of it there's a lot of terrible things that happen. It's not because I want to be ignorant to bad things that happen in the world. But it's more like I'm not probably gonna do anything about it. Mm. And yeah. That's probably why. It's a very specific example, but I think it's a really good one because I was wary that I, if I was watching the news, it was all negative, 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 negative. And I mean, you don't believe that feeling good about yourself or feeling good about the world. It never focuses on the little stories of the good people have done or the good things happening in the country really? or in the world. There is some radio stations that do that now, doesn't it? They have like little good news snippets and things like that there. Yeah, more for that. Yeah. But that's what I was saying. Is the point of the news to be about good things, or is it meant to be about things that that are happening in the world that aren't good? And maybe someone somewhere probably will do something about it. You know, mm. or I do something about it. So, but if it means enough to them, or you know, for me, yeah, I don't think there's any point getting too bogged into that what the news is but I think we're both wary of it we noticed it affected us and we didn't let it in yeah and, and now looking back at, again on social media just the people that I was following that I don't follow anymore mm. um, being wary of who, of who I let in and what I let in and the triggers it was said in me. so a good example of this so this is just about anything and so I read this book, I read this book and I've read a lot of books about kind of stoicism and philosophy and mindset and all that sort of stuff in the last three, four years, for example, right? And I would have said a long time ago, I might have been a bit anxious and a bit, um, yeah, a bit anxious and how I thought and frustrated and easily frustrated. But today, what just happened, um, so I was 40 minutes late for this conversation because my phone dropped out of my car door and smashed and literally is unusable. I can use the bottom like fifth of the screen. 
So it took me 40 minutes to figure out basically how to get my internet on, because I use my phone internet to use my laptop. And if that had happened to me four years ago, I would have cursed the whole of Dunfanny down. <laughs> it would have been... It would, <laughs> God, it would have been... Look at the crosses that man. <laughs> it would have been this guy's fault for cutting me off in traffic. It would have been uh, such and such fault for, um, you know, holding me back in a phone call or... Me, me putting you know, under pressure to be on the phone call at a certain time and... I, and it would have been everyone else's fault and I would have been raging at myself then I would have said, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I would have done three or four years ago. But from reading this book and other types of books related to sort of meditation and philosophy and stoicism and all that sort of stuff, I dropped it. I was going down to training, training number 15s. Literally dropped it, looked at it and just went, Oh. <laughs> little oh and then nah, it's done now yeah put it in the car it's a great way it is a great way to be I like it's it's just a materialistic thing yeah and you know maybe maybe I'm in a good form today maybe another yeah. day yeah that's true to to be more. but I put that down to constantly working on, on your my own yeah, like yeah. Stephen. I just think, yeah. I just think I want to thank the Daily Stoic for um, letting me not get mad. <laughs> Big I shout out to Ryan Holiday, uh, the author of that good man, right? Yeah, we'll put we'll put it in, in the we'll put it in the description. I think you wrapped that up very well, to be honest. I think that you you've just proved to the listeners that the Stoicism works. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I think I love the stoicism. You love the stoicism. And Marcus Radius and Gladiator, what a man. Pumped. <laughs> it's, like, it's like going to the gym for your mind. That's what it is. <laughs> but that's cardio, though. It, it's absolutely banging out weights. Aye. Stretching. Aye. Like putting 150 kilos on the bed and firing off you. Oh, that's what you do when you get. And you're dressed in a gladiator outfit as well. And you're uh, up. And you have to warm up though too. You can't just go straight in to the big heavyweights and you don't warm up. Baby oil all over you and stuff that you look shiny and things like that. I don't know what you're talking about anymore, but... <laughs> Is that not the way the gladiators... Do the gladiators not all look like they're sweating and, and serious, Nick? No? Oh, I mean, are you talking about the gladiators from Roman times? Or yeah. like the TV, yeah. the TV show gladiators from the 90s? <laughs> Well, I don't know the TV show. They're two different things. It. Oh, okay. Sorry, Stephen. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's a good wrap up. And yeah, uh, peace and love. And follow us on the social medias and stuff, which we're not on. And we'll uh, we'll put the wrong. link to the book maybe as well. We we don't get any uh, we don't get any discount codes or anything like that. We'll put the link to the book or the name of the book if you're looking for it in the descriptions of everything and we will chat to you next week after we finish our social media detox. Peace and love. Peace and love.